0: Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life.
1: Your advisor has a lot of letters after his or her name and believe it or not, they mean something. The question is what? Foster and Motley's Nick Roth knows and he's about to explain it all. I'm Patrice Sakura. Okay, Nick. Should I care about the collection of letters a financial professional lists after their name?
2: You absolutely should, Patrice. And today's going to be fun for me because I get the honor of bragging about how all my coworkers are dedicated to their craft. So this is going to be an exciting podcast.
1: <laughs> all right. So let's start with it. Talk about some of these letters and the importance of having them.
2: The importance of having them, Patrice, just proves to prospective clients that you have done the educational work and the background work to be as much of an expert in your field as you can be. The letters prove that you have done the training and the ongoing education that's required to maintain the designation as each organization feels is necessary for its members to be competent at their craft, right? Mm -hmm. So each designation has slightly different requirements, but all have key things in mind as far as experience requirements, the educational background that you need in order to have the designation and ongoing education to make sure that you're up on the latest and greatest information in that field.
1: All right. At Foster and Motley, you have investment Management types and you've got financial planning types. Are they, do they have their different
2: designations? They absolutely do. And actually, some of our advisors cross pollinate and have a designation for the other team that they're not serving on exactly, but that just proves how dedicated all of our people here at Foster and Motley are to, you know, knowing as much information as they can to be the best resource for clients. But the main two designations between those two fields are the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner designation for financial planners, and the CFA, the Chartered Financial Analyst designation for our investment managers. Uh, and then several of our advisors advisors also have their CPA, which is the Certified Public Accountant designation. And that deals with taxes, which as we've discussed on this podcast many times, Patrice is extremely important to our clients.
1: Tell me the difference between a CFP and a CFA.
2: The CFP deals with a lot of different areas of finances from estate planning to insurance to making sure our clients are protected and set up. It's really about building a financial plan for a client. Whereas the CFA is more about analyzing specific investment choices and making the best choice that you can amongst those choices. So they are certainly very distinctly different, but the CFP is more holistic in its approach and looking at every area of a person's financial plan, whereas the CFA is more nuanced and more investment-focused, I would say.
1: Okay. Uh, And now you mentioned ongoing education. Tell me about how much they have to do to keep these designations. I mean, once you get them, that's a wonderful achievement, but you have to hang on to them.
2: Absolutely. And the getting of the designations is not easy. For example, the CFP, there's less than 100,000 people in the United States that hold the certified financial planner designation. So that makes it fairly prestigious and you know we have several people here in our office that have that designation and two more who have passed the exam and just need the experience requirement. So I think we're inching closer to 10 members who are CFPs, but the ongoing education requirement is extremely important. The CFP requires 30 hours of education every other year. The CFA requires 20 hours annually, so every year, and the CPA, which is the most rigorous of the three, requires 120 hours every three years. So that's roughly 40 hours a year, although they only require uh, them to report every third year. So a lot of education going on here in the office to make sure that we're providing the best uh, experience we can for our clients.
1: And that's continuing education. As you say, that's, that's not what they went through to get the designation in
2: the first place. Absolutely, Patrice. There's a lot of class coursework that needs to happen before that, a lot of studying for exams that people put countless hours in for. So, All
1: right, I'm going to bring up a word here that gets bandied about quite a bit, and some people poo-poo, and some people say, oh, it is the be-all and end-all, fiduciary. Talk to me about fiduciary standards and what they mean.
2: Great question, Patrice. And I think the important thing to note here is that, as we've talked about before, not all firms are held to a fiduciary standard by choice. There's other standards that they can choose to hold themselves to. So I think it's important to note that Foster and Motley, as a registered investment advisor, holds all of its advisors to a fiduciary standard, regardless of their designation. However, the importance of having a designation is that most of these organizations also hold their advisors to a fiduciary standard regardless of the standard their firm holds them to. Okay. So, if you're a CFP, you are held to a fiduciary standard in order to maintain your designation regardless of the standard the firm you work at holds you to. So that's why it's extremely important to consider those letters behind somebody's name, because that's an easy way for you to distinguish who is absolutely being held to a fiduciary standard and who is not.
1: That's interesting that the designation requires you to meet those standards, but your firm may not.
2: Absolutely. And the reason that these organizations that produce these designations hold their members to that standard is because it's the highest most prestigious standard. And that's what these organizations want their designation to be viewed upon as the highest, most ethical designation that a person can hold.
1: Okay. So we've gone through uh, CFA, CFP, CPA. Are there other, I mean, I've seen lots of letters after people's names. So there are other specialized designations. Talk about a few of those.
2: Yeah, we have a few people around the office who hold other designations because they're intrigued by a topic or they want to be an expert in a particular area. For example, there's the Chartered Mutual Fund Counselor designation. So you can be an expert in particular mutual funds and understanding how mutual funds work. We have a certified divorce financial analyst in the office she earned this specific designation. So she would be better equipped to help clients work through one of the most difficult times in their lives. And the details associated with valuing and splitting finances as clients go through a divorce is a unique process. And then there's the chartered retirement planning counselor. We have a advisor in the office that holds that. And he got into the business because he was particularly interested in helping people make that ultimate decision that they don't have to work anymore. We would call that financial independence. You're financially independent from your job. And that was particularly intriguing to that person. So they went out and got a specialty in it. So those are several examples of other designations that could be held. And while I would say they're not necessarily as prestigious as the CFP or CFA, Or the CPA, they certainly hold their place in the world and have an important spot in people distinguishing what their particular expertise is in.
1: And I get the impression Foster and Motley encourages folks to pursue these designations.
2: Absolutely, Patrice. There's, and and not only designations, but we have several people around the office who have advanced degrees. I'll go ahead and give a shout out to. Two people who make this podcast run. Betsy Wolking is our marketing director, and she puts all these podcast episodes together and and makes this work. She has a master's of science in marketing. So several of our employees have gone out and gotten advanced degrees through the regular collegial path. And Larry Bernhard is our chief compliance officer. He has an investment advisor certified compliance professional designation. All areas of our business, we're trying to hire and attract talent that is of the highest quality to push the firm forward in every area. So of course, Foster & Molly is going to recommend and hire the best people we can to serve our clients.
1: And uh, you have every right to brag about these people on your, your website.
2: Yeah, so... On our website, the Our Team page, uh, you can see all of our employees and all the designations that they hold to check out, you know, exactly what your advisor holds. Or if you're looking for a new advisor, like I said, all of our lead advisors have some designation and that's an important part of our firm culture. So
1: that's fantastic. All right, Nick, along with the website, how can people reach you?
2: Yeah. Yeah give us a call. Numbers 513-561-6640. And we'd be happy to talk about what each designation that all of our team members hold means.
1: All right. And again, all this information will be in the show notes as well. For more timely insights into life's financial questions, follow or subscribe to Foster and Motley's podcast about wealth and life, and of course, share with others. Thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for listening to Foster & Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster & Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Keep in mind that rules and regulations are subject to change. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.